You are listening to the Effective Statistician Podcast, the weekly podcast with Alexander Schacht, Benjamin Pieske and Sam Gardner designed to help you reach your potential, lead great science and serve patients without becoming overwhelmed by work. Today, this is a very personal episode and I'm talking about why I joined a CRO coming from a pharma company. So stay tuned for this very personal episode. I'm producing this podcast in association with PSI, a community dedicated to leading and promoting the use of statistics within the healthcare industry for the benefit of patients. Join PSI today to further develop your statistical capabilities with access to the ever-growing video-on-demand content library lots of free registration to PSI webinars and reduced rates for lots of other PSI stuff. Head over to psiweb.org to learn more about PSI and become a PSI member today. So this is today a little bit of a different episode. It's a little bit of an episode about my recent changes. I've been now in pharma for 19 years, I worked in various areas and mostly actually in the late phase areas, so post-regulatory approval and, and phase three. And I worked in different big pharma companies and a mid-sized pharma company. I worked in local organizations, in European organizations, in uh, international organizations, in global organizations and in all kind of different structures. You know, even if you work like for me 15 years in the same company, that company structure changes a couple of times. So um, I've seen a lot of, lot of things. I've worked in lots of different areas. I worked in respiratory, I worked in virology, I worked in immunology, I worked in psychiatry, I worked in um, areas like Alzheimer and uh, things like this, in pain. And so in immunology, yeah, that was a fun part. And so I've seen a lot of, lot of different things. And I learned a lot what works really well in pharma. And I also have seen what didn't work so well. And so um, recently I built a really, really nice team at a mid-sized pharma company. And when that team was built, I felt like, great, but what's next? And so I always wanted to have an impact on the decision-making at a payer, physician and patient level. You know, I'm thinking about myself as, as a patient. And when I look into the data that off, is offered to me as a, as a patient, it's actually pretty poor. If I look into the material that I see that is offered to physicians, both at conferences, but also through marketing and uh, sales channels, there's lots of room for improvement. When I look into what, what payers get in terms of information, wow, 
there is a lot of improvement. There's some that are actually doing very, very good. And there's a lot of people that really want to, you know, turn the needle. But very often they fight alone. And, you know, the, the prophet in his own country is rarely heard. And so I wanted to step out of pharma. I wanted to help not just one company. I want to improve how we communicate with physicians, payers, and with patients. And here physicians for me is everything about healthcare providers in a much, much better way. So that the decision-making process is really improved because I think if people better understand everything around the disease, the treatment options, both the side effects, the, uh, the benefits, the convenience aspects, all kind of different things in a much better way, they can actually make better decisions for themselves, for their patients, for their populations when it's about payers. So I want to help overall improve this area. And I can't do that only within one company. That's why I changed into a CRO. There's a lot of further problems in the industry. The first is there's a lot of bureaucracy. Yeah, that's also why I went to not a small, but a mid-sized, I would say, CRO. And the other problem is there's a lot of missing collaboration, a lot of bureaucracy in, in the pharma industry. When, and I see that because I work with lots of different pharma companies through the Effective Statistician Leadership Program. You can't believe what you see there when you work with procurement there in different companies. There's, you know, some companies very fast, very easy, and some other companies, oh my God, it takes ages. And you just want to enroll a couple of students into the program. Well, that's why some are fast and some are not that fast. There's another problem. There's a generally a lack of awareness of the opportunities in this space. Lots of people think about medical affairs only in terms of HTA or only in terms of real-world evidence or only in terms of publications. Yeah, and that is, it's much more than that. There's lots of other opportunities in it. And I've talked about this at the PSI conference in 2021. A couple of case studies of what is actually out there in terms of medical affairs. And here speaking really in a broad sense, medical affairs, where we can help as statisticians. And I'm not even talking about all the pieces about, you know, business analytics and data science, where we as statisticians coming from, you know, maybe more the clinical side, can have a huge impact. Another problem is that I see a lot of disconnect in many different companies. I see a disconnect between local and global organizations, between affiliates and headquarters. And there's a lot of improvements possible. And I think that is really difficult from within the company. It's actually easier if they see it from someone that views on the company from an outside. It's sometimes 
pretty, you know, maybe that is this kind of consultant effect, yeah, that if your colleague in the affiliate says, oh, we could improve things dramatically, nobody acts upon it. But if, you know, the consultant comes and says, hey, you could save $2 million per year by changing this process, then people say, hmm, maybe I should listen to it. So that's another reason why I went out of pharma, because as I said, you know, when you're within it, you kind of have this sense of that people don't really listen to you. Actually, this people don't really listen to you is another big problem, is that there's a lack of leadership overall. Well, we have talked about this quite a lot. And there's people that really kind of are kind of lighthouse people that have great leadership skills. But overall, we really need to improve. And especially in this area of medical affairs where statisticians don't have a seat at the table just by SOP. And because of that, there's a lot of bad things happening. I was just reviewing at a big American conference, lots of lots of different posters. And they were coming from, you know, mid to big size farmer. And, you know, if you look into the names there, well, you'll probably know at least 90% of these names. Yeah, so it's the common suspects, I would say. And then you look into the, these ta uh, posters and you see the stats part doesn't make any sense. And I actually reached out to a couple of people in these companies and they told me, yeah, we have these problems because we are not that involved in the publication process that we can really improve things. How on earth can you as a statistician be an author on a publication and not have really a good say on how this publication should read. Yeah. So that, there's kind of where you see the stats part and you think like, that doesn't make sense. Kind of there's contradicting statements in it. What did you actually do here? And so it's really, really something where we need better influencing skills. And well, If you listen longer to my podcast, you know I'm very, very outspoken about this. And I really want to improve it. I really want to help more people in this area because I want to have an impact on better decision making for patients, as I said earlier. So I want to overall change the industry. So if you want to change something, okay, first you need to start with a vision of how does it good looks like. And I'll surely talk more about this in future podcasts. But, you know, I talked a little bit about it earlier in this episode. The second thing that you need is you need to create a team. And that's what I want to do at my new company. Create a team that shows how good looks like, that has a diverse background, that comes from across the globe because... I truly believe that you need to have lots of local knowledge there. You need to have the local language. You need to have the local knowledge of the health system. All these things are very, very different. If you, for example, sit in the US 
and you have no clue of how the health systems in Europe look like, it's really, really difficult to help the business partners there. You need to understand it. And the same is if you're sitting here in Europe and you don't know how the US system works, it's the other way around. Yeah? So you need to have very, very good understanding there. You also need to know about promotional regulations. What's possible in the different countries? Yeah? Just because, you know, there is direct to customer advertising in the US doesn't mean that it's actually easy to use that in the US. No, it's actually a very, very, you know, specific process. But that doesn't exist in the rest of the world. Yet, in other countries, you know, you can just basically promote on an abstract that you have somewhere or a poster. And so you need to know these kind of different things. Also, the use of real-world evidence is very, very different across the world. And it's very often used like, well, real-world evidence has a huge impact on payers. Well, that depends on the payers. So these kind of, you know, statements, you need to know about them in a much more nuanced way. So I want to build a team that has lots of expertise, that is diverse, but also that has fun on doing things in this area. I want to have people that have fun working in, you know, post-hoc analysis, in observational data, in visualization, in indirect comparisons, network meta-analysis, in real-world evidence data that want to work with people and that, you know, want to improve the situations there as well. If you really want to run a phase two, phase three study, you're probably not the right for my team. Then the other part is, in the industry, there are pockets that really want to improve. And there's other pockets that don't. And I want to find the people, I want to find the parts of the industry where I can really have an impact. And if I'm just sitting in one company, I can only change certain pockets within a company. If I'm sitting at a CRO, I can reach out to lots of lots of different people. And if you're a statistician or a programmer, if you are both and you would like to improve where you are, reach out to me, let's have a chat and see how I can help you. And maybe it's just, you know, half an hour chat and you get a couple of really good ideas and you move forward with them. Great. If there's further things coming down the line, great as well. So I want to target those who really want help. And not those that are sitting at the other side of the innovation spectrum. You know, those people that just now consider to buy a smartphone. Yeah, because they're so, you know, behind. I also want to show what good looks like. Yeah, so there is lots of great stuff done, but it's done not often enough. It's not done consistently enough. So... That is a, a problem. There's always also an awareness problem. Yeah, so, so how does good look like? So, for example, in terms of working with key opinion leaders, I have talked about key opinion leaders in the past. Actually, if you scroll back to the very first couple of episodes, there's something about it. Working with key opinion leaders is a 
great opportunity for statisticians because we have knowledge that they don't have. They are the experts in the therapeutic area. They know more about the treatment than usually your colleagues know, clinical colleagues, but they are not statisticians. They love to work together with you to understand the data really, really well, to understand you know, the strengths, the limitations, what's possible with the data. So that's, for example, an area where there's lots of improvement possible. I also want to increase overall the knowledge in our industry on that area. And at a CRO, that is much easier than within a pharma company, because in a pharma company, I would be expected mostly to improve the knowledge within the pharma company. At a CRO, that's different. Yeah? So you will see a lot of trainings coming from me, a lot of webinars coming from me. So join these, learn from these, and increase your knowledge. That will help you to move forward in this area. Lastly, I want to build a community. I want to build a community of people across the industry that have the same visions, that have the same goals of improving how we work in this area, that we do the great stuff in easy ways. You know, I still see that people that work in affiliates struggle to even get access to the data. I recently talked to someone that leads a, for a big company, uh, an affiliate team, and he said, I'm glad if we get access to the data in time. Well, how can you be successful with your product if you don't have the data in time? That's because people only think in silos. That's because they only think like, well, my goal is the regulatory approval and I only uh, care about this goal and I don't care about what happens thereafter. And in these kind of situations, you need a community. You need people that are outside of your company that say, look, you know, this company is doing it. This company is doing it. That statistics thought leader is talking about it. That person is talking about it. You need these kind of references to change within your company. It's, it's kind of back to the, to the things that I talked earlier about the, the profit in your own, in his own country is rarely listened to. So what company do I actually go to? I go to a company called Veramed. And you have heard about this company already if you are a listener to my podcast because I've interviewed people from this company. Just scroll back a little bit. I interviewed also Matt and Emma who founded the company. So the first great thing is about this company is, as you have heard from this episode, they are very much about quality. It's not about quantity and profit. It's about quality first. And that is something that is close to my heart as well. I want to do great stuff. I just don't want to, you know, get the tables across. I want to bring the message across, the insights across, and make sure that it reaches the point where it's most critically needed. 
when you know the payers, physicians, the patients make their decisions. And the other point is, so, so through that, they have created a really great company culture. And they have lots of awesome people on their team. I've worked, you know, before I even considered to start at Veramed, I've worked with lots of the different people. And it's just awesome. It's really, really great. And they are so fast and easy to work with. They are fast from the idea to acting on it. Yeah, It doesn't take ages before someone take, makes a decision. And they are also very open for new ideas. They are innovative. They want to change things. They want to improve things. They are very much focusing also for helping new starters to get into the industry with their graduate program. And I've talked about this in another, another pod, podcast as well. And another really key thing is that it's not a biostats department of a big zero, you know, the, you know, the common suspects. And the problem there very often is that they don't have a lot of leverage within the companies. You know, if 95% of the contract is on everything but stats, well, what is management going to look into? They look into clinical operations. It's all about clinical operations, data monitoring, and, and all these kind of different things. I think there is this... I'm not sure how I should call it. Is it a race to the bottom in terms of, you know, making it cheaper and cheaper and standardized and more standardized across the industry? Of course, there's, you know, lots of benefits in it, but I think the, the stats part doesn't really fit into it. You can't, you know, standardize completely stats. That's, it's, it's not about just delivering tables. Yeah. So if you think stats is just about delivering tables, it's not. Actually, very often it's better not to deliver tables. Yeah. I've talked about that in an episode about, you know, the figure is better than 1000 tables. And there's a couple of other things there. I really wanted to work in a company that is completely focused on stats and programming. And that's another point for, for Veromet. So this is what I want to do. I want to overall improve the uh, industry in that regard. And is it a big goal? Yes, it's a big goal. Will I reach it? Well, hopefully to some extent. Will I get the overall industry completely moved around? Let's see. It truly doesn't depend only on me. It probably depends more on how many people join there and how we can best work together there. But it's something that really inspires me. It's something that motivates me. And it's something that I probably can work on for quite a long time. And I've, I just love this aspect of work. You know, there's so much, you know, crazy things that you can do in it. Well, crazy in the sense that, you know, you don't need to negotiate everything and, you know, anything with the FDA and the EMA, you can try out new things because, you know, you think they make sense and not because they've written somewhere in a guideline. 
So there's a lot of fun there. And there's so much untapped potential there. There's so many things that we can improve. And so that's what I want to do. And if you want to also change that, just reach out to me, you know, connect with me on LinkedIn, send me a message there. I'd love to have a chat with you if you have the same goals. So talk to you soon. Listen further to this podcast and join all the other events that will come your way that will be about this space. This show was created in association with PSI and thanks to Rain who helps with the show in the background and thank you for listening. This was a really personal episode. If you loved it, please let me know. Also, please share it. Yeah, show your love maybe by sharing it on LinkedIn or another social media platform that you're using. And if you tag me, I'll surely relate to it and get back to you. So, like always, I'm ending this with reach your potential, lead great science and serve patients. Just be an effective statistician. <laughs>